Welcome to Really Nikki, created by myself, Nikki Carpenter. I'm a writer and actress, and every week we'll discuss what's happening on the red carpet, TV and film and theater reviews, and also share upcoming projects. Y'all ready? Lights, camera, action. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Really Nikki Podcast. I am so excited to be talking to you all today. Yesterday was the first day of spring, and something that you should know about me is that I am always in tune with nature, with um, with the seasons changing. What, what do we call it? Solstice. So I'm always in tune with like hey, it's the first day of spring or it's the first day of summer and, you know, all these um, dates that I feel like nobody else really pays attention to but me, um, especially in my family. But yesterday was the first day of spring and I am feeling springy. I took a moment to um, do some deep cleaning in the house, some spring cleaning. I will try to do some more this week because when you live with a toddler, yeah, but um, I'm excited. The weather is changing and uh, people are <laughs> acting like the pandemic is over. It's not over, y'all. I know. I, trust me. I understand. Uh, somebody texted me, actually my, uh, my acting coach. She texted me and she said, is it just me or does it seem like everybody thinks the pandemic is over? And my response to her was, I feel like everybody had a universal year in us. So when we first had to hunker down, we was like, okay, you know, first we thought it was like two weeks. Then we thought it was a month. Then we found out it was another month. And then it was just no end in sight. And so I feel like once that year mark hit, which was like technically like March, uh, let me see, March 9th or something like that, March 10th. Once that year mark hit, I think people were like a combination of people are getting vaccinated and it's been a year, I'm going outside. Like literally, I've seen so many cars on the road and I'm just like, hey, people are over it. Like we said in last week's podcast, movies are opening back up. Um, The Oscars, I saw that they they said they will not be having a Zoom event. They will be meeting in person and they're meeting at um it's the train station in LA. Oh my goodness, I forgot the name. But I looked it up and it's it's not like if you're from Chicago, it's not like the Green Line or nothing like that. It's like a legit, like beautiful event space um, that just happens to be the train station. But yeah, the Oscars said, hey, we're not having a, a virtual event. We're we're, ha- we're meeting. So that's that. Um, the world is opening back up. So happy spring. So let's go to the red carpet. Let's talk about what people are talking about on the red carpet. As I just mentioned, the Oscars is happening April 25th. Now, usually the Oscars is in February, but because of everything with COVID, it was pushed back to April. And I actually like the idea of it being in April. I, I hope they keep that same energy for future reference. It just seems like a good time to like pop out after win- winter and yeah, get the dresses together and, and, and make it happen. So um, it's April 25th on a Sunday. I usually, well, not usually, like I did it the year before last. Um, no, I did it last year. 
in 2020, I had an Oscar party and I had it at our old apartment, which was like literally a shoebox. And that was a time in my life where I was like, I don't care anymore. Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not waiting for life to change, you know, cause I have a bad habit of that. Like, oh, I'll buy myself this when, you know, I'm nominated for an Emmy or I'll have this party once we move to a huge house. And I had, I was just over it. I had an Oscar party in my shoebox and we had red carpet and everything. And we, it was amazing. Like Janelle Monet opened and that's literally like my daughter's favorite video to this day. We watched that video during the pandemic so many times, but, um, I am looking forward to the Oscars. I may have a Oscar party depending depending on some things. So so we'll see. Um but I'm I'm super excited for that. Okay. So, the next thing that people are talking about on the red carpet is Bronzeville podcast. Y'all. So, I sort of kind of like stumbled upon this podcast a few years ago. And let me just read the description on Apple's um, Apple podcast site. It says, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Lorenz Tate, and Tika Sumter, and written by Academy Award and BAFTA nominee Josh Olsen, Bronzeville, Bronzeville will chronicle the lives of players in the lottery games while illuminating the self-sustainability of the community's African-American residents. I feel like I just butchered that paragraph. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I stumbled across this podcast maybe two to three years ago. And I, like, when I first listened to it, I fell in love with it. Obviously, it caught my attention because Bronzeville. Um, so if you're not in Chicago, you're not familiar, Bronzeville is a historically black community in Chicago. I live in Bronzeville now. We just moved here in October. So when I saw it, I'm like, well, you know, what are they talking about? But what stood out was it is a scripted audio drama. So three years ago, people weren't really doing scripted audio dramas. And so that is what excited me. So it was like literally I was listening to theater. And so I, I listened to it. I fell in love with it. I think I even sent them like an Instagram DM like, Hey, what's next? I would love to like collab, you know, and and just audition for this show because it's amazing. So fast forward to last week, um, they released season two and they had a fireside chat where they allowed people to come and watch the chat on Zoom. And it was hosted by, um, oh my goodness, the guy with the... um. Light skin, pretty teeth. Oh, God. I'm I'm going to forget his name. So, um, But it was hosted by him. And Lawrence Tate was there. Lawrence Fishburne, Tika Sumter, Kyla Pratt, um, Layla Hathaway. Uh, it was just so many people who I did not know was a part of this cast. Makai Pfeiffer. It was crazy. But um, what I also didn't know is that... Lawrence Tate and his brothers, they call them the Tate brothers in Hollywood, they are like the main people behind this project. And so it was just a passion project for the Tate brothers. And they literally used all of their Hollywood connections to make it happen. Like I think they were saying on the um, 
in the fireside chat that nobody was really getting paid from this. Like, And what took them so long to come back with season two is they were trying to, to get it to become a television series, which I think they're still working on. But Lorenz was saying, you know, in the meantime, in between time, the fans are there. They never left. So let's give the people what they want and let's put out season two. And so I had a chance to listen to... um because they dropped two episodes for season two. So I had a chance to check out um, an episode and a half <laughs> of the second season. And I am even more like invested into season two, um, especially now, because I feel like they were ahead of their time. So now a lot of theaters are doing scripted audio. There's a lot of scripted audio dramas happening on podcasts, um, a, a lot of that because we couldn't physically meet in a theater. And so I feel like Bronzeville was ahead of its time, pandemic or not. This is a scripted audio drama that you can listen to like any other podcast. So I, f- I think that was pretty cool. But the cast is just dedicated to telling this black story. And y'all know, y'all know me. And for those of you all who don't know me and just happen to come across this podcast, I am extremely sentimental. And so listening to the podcast, because I, I, I listen to my podcast while I'm driving. And so listening to the podcast as I was pulling up in Bronzeville in my, to my home today, I was just like, this is so sentimental. Like just envisioning the people back in the day and thinking about like their stories that that is what motivates me the most that is what motivates my writing that's what motivates my art and so shout out to Lorenz Tate shout out to uh Lawrence Fishburne shout out to the Tate brothers in general and they are from Chicago Woo-hoo! shout out to my Chicago peers they're from Chicago and it's just dope to see that people can still come together and say hey you don't have to pay me. I just want to create this art and get this black story out there and the money will come. And if it doesn't come, I'm just doing it for the love of the art. So I love that. Shout out to them. So light plug, I wrote a show. Um, well, I created a show. It's called The Black Monologues and it's coming up next month at Victory Gardens Theater. Um, If you're in Chicago or if you're not in Chicago, it is a virtual show. So the link is in my bio on my Instagram, really Nikki TV. But the show opens with a woman by the name of Vi, and she is a mixture of both of my grandmothers together. And she's talking about, um, well, not talking about, she is in a club in Bronzeville and she is fresh from Mississippi. So she came to Chicago during the Great Migration. She's been in Chicago maybe a week or so and she's sitting in a nightclub, the Palm Tavern in Bronzeville and she's sharing her story. And I just thought about that because make making a connection with Bronzeville, the podcast and this character um, that I created who's at an actual um, historical lounge in Bronzeville, which is no longer up, the Palm Tavern. But I said that to say my writing has been taking me to a lot of places that's causing me to dig 
into my ancestral pool. And a few days ago, I made an account for on Ancestry.com. And this is not an ad at all. Um, it's more so just to like encourage people to like dig for their story. But I made an account. Um, I'm not paying for it yet. It's still on that two-week trial period. (laughs) But I started filling in my parents' names, my my grandparents, my great-grandparents. I called my dad for some, some, you know, areas where I was a little blurry on. I called my grandmother for some stuff. And y'all, it was able to give me like hints to fill in the cracks of stuff I did not know. And so um, I pulled up my, the record for my great grandfather, my paternal grandmother's father, his name was Pete Burnett. And I found out that he owned a farm. He lived on the farm. He worked on the farm. And that was what he did. He had three children, one of which was my grandmother, my paternal grandmother. Um, I found out that he only had a second grade education, but he lived in Sunflower County, specifically in Doddsville, Mississippi. And Sunflower County is where the great legend blues singer B.B. King is from. And so I'm sitting here making all these connections and it's giving me so much content for my next project that I plan to write. It's giving me so much, but it's also empowering me as a black woman because my great-grandfather only had a second grade education. He lived and worked on a farm. He was born on a farm and I am his great-granddaughter. I am Pete's, Pete Barnett's great-granddaughter who has a degree, who is writing Who's like, when when you think of I am my ancestors' wildest dreams, like literally that is what that means. And so I am specifically speaking to creatives, other writers who, who are listening, who's listening to this podcast right now. If you are like, you know, wondering what should I write? There's so many stories that are inside of us. There's so many stories connected to our heritage, our ancestry, our legacy, our future. So I encourage you to like tap into some of these resources. Um, like I said, I, I ain't paid nothing yet. I'm still on a two-week trial, <laughs> but I think I'm going to keep my membership and absolutely pay because I have a, I have a lot of missing pieces right now that I'm trying to fill in, but Tap into that stuff. Call your grandma. Call your granddaddy. Ask your parents. Like, dig up those old pictures and, like, find out the stories of these people because you would be amazed. And not only just to create, but it also fills me up to know where I come from. And that is what Sankofa means. And it means looking back in order to go forward. How can I go forward in life without taking a moment to look back and to say, wow, my great granddad, he didn't he didn't get past second grade, but he did what he could. He managed a farm. That's not easy. Like, especially living in Mississippi during that time. So shout out to Ancestry, shout out, shout out to my ancestors who I am just, man, I'm so honored to be a part of their legacy.
Okay, I have a question. And this is something that I have been wanting to do a Facebook Live about for like maybe two weeks now. And I think I will. I think I will do something called Theater Thursday and just have conversations about the theater. But this is my question. If you are Black and you're listening, do you feel like you have had access to theater to enjoy stage plays? If you are in Chicago, I really, really, really want to know your answer. But wherever you are in the world, tweet me at really Nikki TV. Um, <laughs> or is it okay? Let me check my Twitter. Why do I keep forgetting if it's that's because it wasn't available everywhere? Okay, yes, really Nikki TV. I need to know if you are black. One, do you enjoy going to the theater to see stage plays? And if you do enjoy it, do you feel like you have access to go to it? So when I say access, I mean, do you feel like um, you can afford the tickets? Do you feel like, especially in Chicago, you can afford to pay to park where most of the theaters are, which is downtown? Um, do you feel like the productions are relatable to you? And I'm asking for a reason because last month I took some time off. Of, I was off of social media and I was really writing. But at the same time, I was just praying and thinking about purpose, my purpose and my desire. And yeah, I know I'm an actress. I go to auditions. I would love to be you know, either a series regular or on the big screen. I would love to do more theater, maybe Broadway, all of that stuff. But I was also being, you know, realistic um, and just thinking about what are some things that I can do now while I pursue my career. And one of them is to be a theater maker. And so being a theater maker is not just, hey, I'm in a play, come see me, but it's also being a part of the process that brings theater to whatever people choose to bring theater. But specifically, I'm in Chicago, I'm on the South Side. And so I realized during that time of not being on social media is that one of my goals is to make the theater accessible to Black people. There are so many great productions that I feel like my people don't get a chance to enjoy for a variety of reasons. My husband and I, my dad and I, we have been in major productions in the audience. And one thing is always the same. The audience is full of white people. Me and my dad, I took him. Look, I sound like I'm a uh, like I, I'm a baller or something. Um, I wanted to gift my dad a trip. And so I gifted him a day in New York. We flew into New York. We went to Times Square and we both experienced our first Broadway show, which was Ain't Too Proud by Dominique Marceau. Um, and that tells the story of The Temptations. So we went to the theater and here it was again. Now, New York is a little bit more diverse than Chicago. 
Um, so it was definitely more ethnicities and stuff there, but it was still very much a white audience. And that is like the trend in Chicago. When you go to a lot of major theaters, um, sometimes it's just more white people in the audience. Because again, when you're dealing with uh, the wealth gap and when you're dealing with um, privilege, you know, like you can afford $70 per ticket to come see a production. You can afford to pay $50 to park. You know, and so one of my goals I realized is I would like for more Black people to enjoy theater, especially the productions that are about us and our culture. But as I, you know, began to start this endeavor, I want to hear from you, um, specifically Black people. So tell me, do you enjoy theater? Tell me, do you go to plays? If not, why? If yes, why? What kind of shows do you like to see? What, what kind of stories do you enjoy? What kind of stories do you feel like nobody has ever touched on this? I would love to hear from you. So um, send me a tweet. If not, send me a DM in my Instagram and let's talk about it. Today, I am showing some old school love to Alice Childress. A few years ago, I did a stage reading at the Goodman Theater, and the name of the play was Trouble in Mind. I had never heard of this play before, but it was by Alice Childress, who is a play, well, who was a, a playwright, a black woman. And when I say that play is now my favorite play, I mention it. Every time I'm in a discussion about, hey, what's your favorite play? What's your favorite writing? I always mention Alice Children's, Children's Trouble in Mind. So a little bit about Alice. She was born October 12, 1916 in Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out to Charleston. I do plan to get to Charleston sometime soon. It's beautiful. Um, she died August 14th. 1994 in New York City. She was an American novelist, playwright, and actress. She sounds like me. <laughs> Acknowledged as the only African American woman to have written, produced, and published plays for four decades. Children's describe her work as trying to portray the have nots in a half society saying, my writing attempts to interpret the ordinary because they are not ordinary. Each human is uniquely different. Like snowflakes, the human pattern is never cast twice. We are commonly and marvelously intricate in thought and action. Our problems are most complex and too often silently born. Children also became involved in social causes and formed an off-Broadway union for actors. So it goes on to say um, she passed away. Let me see. Okay. So she was married to an actor by the name of Alvin Childress. The couple had a daughter together, Jean Rosa Childress, 
and divorced in 1957 when musician Nathan Woodard became her second husband. She died of cancer at 77 at a hospital in Queens, New York. Here's the part that like tugs at my heart. At the time of her death, she was working on a story about her African great-grandmother, Annie Campbell, who had been a slave and her Scots-Irish great-grandmother. I would love to know how far she gotten in that story and would love to possibly read it. But shout out to the legacy of Alice Childress. I um, ordered a book of hers a few weeks ago off of Amazon. Look, I, I feel like I get something every every week off of Amazon. I like treat myself. But um, it's just her selected plays in a book. And um, this book definitely has trouble in mind. But it also has a play called Florence, a play called Gold Through the Trees. I love that name, Gold Through the Trees. A play called Wedding Band, a love-hate story in black and white. And another play called Wine in the Wilderness. So I think I'm going to post this on my um Instagram for maybe Theater Thursday. But yeah, shout out to the legacy of Alice Childress. I am... So a few years ago, my goal was to read as many biographies written by Black actresses as possible. And I think one of my goals for 2021 is to read as many plays written by Black women as possible. So if you have any suggestions or like things that you know, like, man, Nikki, you should check this out, shoot them my way. So what am I binge watching this week? I feel like I didn't watch a lot of TV this week and I attempted to read the book I was just telling you about, um, one of Alice Children's plays last night, but that didn't work. Um, but I did watch Married at First Sight this week and I want Chris arrested. I, I, I put it on Twitter. I tagged the Atlanta police. And the tag married at first sight. I would like for Chris, whatever his last name is, to be arrested. Um, this dude can't be serious. So basically, he he tells his wife Paige that he bought he bought his the 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 mother of his child a Benz. <laughs> And he bought her a Benz because she got in a car accident a few years ago, you know, and she hasn't been been able to drive ever since because she's been paranoid. And he was like, you know, if my if she's carrying my child, my child deserves to drive and to, to ride in luxury. And so he bought her a Benz. I, I don't know. Part Part of me is trying to figure out, like, one, what do you do for a living that you was able to buy somebody else a Benz? And what kind of car are you driving? That's another question. And two, like, I don't know. It's it's too suspect. It's, It's too, I don't know. I just, the only conclusion I know is that I would like for him to be arrested. That's all. Um... I was about to watch, um, what is the name of that movie? I I think, I don't want to mispronounce it. I think it's Minari. 
it was Oscar nominated. Um, yeah, okay. Minari. Minari film. Um, here's here's the um the description for it. A Korean American family moves to an Arkansas farm in search of its own American dream. Amidst the challenges of this new life in a strange and rugged Ozarks, they discover the undeniable resilience of family and what really makes a home. And so this came out February 12, 2021. The director is Lee Isaac Chung, and it was nominated for an Oscar. So I really want to check it out. Um, I don't know if this would be considered a foreign film or not. Probably not. Um, but something about me, I'm really into foreign films. Um, I don't think it's considered a, for- a foreign film. Foreign film. But I am going to check it out. I was about to check it out the other day. I was all, you know, planned to sit down and actually watch it. And then I saw that it was $20. And that STEMI has yet to hit. I am still unstimulated. And so I'm just waiting for that to hit. So I can live my best life. <laughs> so I will splurge on that. Um, Not splurge. I will, will, whatever. I will binge watch that. Um, tonight, since I'm recording this on a Sunday, is Housewives of Atlanta. I feel like I haven't really been invested into this season for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. People on Twitter are like, oh, because Nene's gone. Nene has been gone before and I was invested. So I don't know if it, you know, if it's just this group of dynamics, if they just, bore me I don't know I really don't know but for some reason I have not really been like oh it's on I gotta watch it like how I've been in previous seasons um I will say that um I know Drew uh Drew Jordan she is from Chicagoland area I went to school with her cousin and so Drew has been in the industry since, let me see, I was, what, 7th, 8th grade when I met her? Um, I think she went to, like, another school. Because I went to home with Flossmore. I think she went to Rich Central, maybe. But she, like, when I was thinking about, like, hey, getting my life together as an actor at the age of 13, like, she already had her headshot resume and was like already signed with an agent so she's been in a game for a long time she was literally on the game um and then we saw her play t-boss in the tlc film so it's cool to see her you know to see that she is working she's also a mom she's married but she has been in this for a minute so that's been good to see her other than that um, the stuff that I do plan to binge watch is not out yet. So it's coming next month. So next month, Godfather of Harlem is coming back out. I'm excited to see that. That's one of my favorite shows. Um, Handmaid's Tale. I'm excited to dive back into that, which all of these shows were filming during the pandemic. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they they managed to push through obvious barriers um and also my other favorite is um the marvelous life of mrs mazel so once those come back on i have plenty of things to binge watch oh and i did want to check out jenny and georgia 
my friend, um, aka my mentor, aka my my um, sister, she told me to check out Jenny and Georgia. So I'm excited to check that out as well. But other than that, this week in particular, I haven't really um watched anything. I've sort of kind of been resting and um, tying up the loose ends for the film. Some of you all know last week I filmed my very first short film that I wrote and directed and starred in. Like I played the lead role. How crazy is that? So this week I've been like approving edits and getting songs licensed and all that good stuff. Um, And putting the final touches on the show, The Black Monologues, which will be April 10th, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tickets are free. So again, go to my bio on Instagram, get your free tickets, put it on on your TV, let your whole family watch it. It's a family-friendly show from grandma to your little cousin. It's a great show. I'm not just saying it because I wrote a lot of it. It really, really is a great show. So um, be sure to check that out. But that's all I have for now. Am I missing anything? No, I'm not. So enjoy the weather, y'all. Spring is here. Take some time to go stand in the sun. I did that earlier today. I let India do it with me. I just stood in the sun for like two minutes and soaked up the vitamin D and soaked up the fact that we made it to another season and that seasons do change. That is always encouraging to know that seasons do change. All right, y'all. We'll talk next week. Peace.